What's up, guys? I'm Alex. And I'm Steve. And this is Black Series Rebels, Episode 4. We did it! Original trilogy! Awesome. Everything is uphill from here, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much for watching our previous three episodes. We really appreciate the support and everything you guys have been engaging with us on social media. You make doing this show so much fun every week, so thank you. Definitely, and thank you to everybody that picked up some of our new shirts and some of our other merch. Starting this week, we're gonna start shipping out with our orders this exclusive In Ryan We Trust sticker. So make sure that you check these out when you get them and slap them on a mailbox or your laptop or a trapper keeper. Because in Ryan, we trust. Ryan, we trust. And also, we've got an announcement coming up next week for all you guys that picked up our Farm Boy pin. Next week's show, we are going to announce our next exclusive action figure pin. So stay tuned, guys. You're not going to want to miss it. All right, we got a giveaway to announce this week. Woo. The Bad Motivator Giveaway. Congratulations, Kathy Bejma. You are the winner Woo. of this R5D4 Black Series. We will get in touch with you. If we don't find you, like every week, I'm going to find someone on the street named Kathy Bejma, and I'm going to give him an R5D4 action figure. Thank you, Kathy. Way to go, Kathy. All right. Oh, here we go. <laughs> and now, this week in Star Wars news. All right, Steve. What happened this week in Star Wars news? Well, Alex, I'm not going to lie. It wasn't a good week. No, it was not. A so good let's week. start with the positive of the week. Um, there was a report online that the British Board of Film Classification, basically the UK's version of our MPAA rating system, they put out on their site that. They just rated the new Episode 8 trailer. Mm -hmm. um, it turns out that it looks like it's going to be about 30 seconds shorter than the first trailer we saw. At Celebration. At Celebration. And rumor has it we could get it um, at D23 or Comic-Con. I don't think there was much of a surprise with that. Well, you know, yes. And I think now, specifically with where we're at on the other films in the Star Wars yeah. franchise... I think it's pretty safe to say that we're going to be getting a lot of Last Jedi news in about two and a half weeks because we have D23 and Comic-Con. So at either one of those, I would not be surprised at all if we actually get a trailer longer than that. Yeah, I think there's a good chance that we're going to get a longer trailer. I think that uh, we probably will get something at D23 and we might just get something at Last Jedi. In fact, with the week we've had, I... It's a long shot, but what a hell of a thing if they actually came out and showed some solo footage and shut everybody up. You know, uh, I was thinking about that, and there's really only one way that it would work, mm -hmm. in my opinion, and it would never happen. I think they talked about this on Collider Jedi Council, which is Lord and Miller have to be there. like, Or Ron Howard has to be there. And he has to basically say, the footage you're about to see, we're really proud of, and it's directed by Lord and Miller. And some of the footage now that I've taken reins has been cut in, and we want you guys to see how much delicate care is being put in to, an, <laughs> to not get political, a smooth transition of power. Which, which we're going to get into. Yes, we're going to get, gonna into, get into all this and but what In terms means, of a Last yeah. Jedi trailer... I think that is without a doubt happening. It's also time. 
that this time of year with D23 and specifically Comic-Con, it's about who rules the schoolyard. Yeah. And now that Star Wars is, in my opinion, really had its first real stumble in the public eye, Last Jedi has to come out banging. And you know what I'm going to say? In Ryan we trust. In I Ryan trust. We trust. Ryan Johnson, I know you got this, man. <laughs> so I think I think that's for sure happening. And good on making Star Wars for getting that. Yeah, that they news actually out. and I gotta tell you, it wasn't just uh, making Star Wars. Making Star Wars got the report from the Furious Fanboys website. So oh, okay. Furious Fanboys, good uh good looking out, man. Good sleuthing <laughs> thank, on the internet, man. Thanks for the one good piece <laughs> of news this week, Furious <laughs> Fanboys and making Star Wars. So now we're gonna move on to the beginning of the sad news week in Star Wars land. Let's yeah. not try and make it too much of a downer, but I'm not gonna lie to you guys, this is a downer. And this is important. This is this mm -hmm. is not just news to, no, to this brush is, over. No, it's not. Yeah. Uh, it was reported this week, um, Carrie Fisher's autopsy came back and there was a cocktail of drugs uh, found in her system and that played a part in her untimely death, unfortunately. Um, her brother Todd, you know, there's been a lot of people that are angry and upset, you know, because how could she do this? She had a responsibility. Yeah. Um, and there's the other camp that feels that, you know, drug addiction is an illness. I personally am from that camp. Yeah. Um, so am I. You know, I, it, awareness needs to happen. People need help. And the more that we talk about it, um, hopefully the more likely addicts won't be so scared to hide it so much but unfortunately there is a stigma and it you know it's hard for people to get help and if you guys need help there's there's tons of outlets online um yeah yeah i mean when i got this news the first thing that i thought was i refuse to let this tarnish my opinion of carrie fisher and you know we actually got some flack for that <laughs> online and i yeah. you know i found that so fascinating because i'm not saying oh i don't I have no issue with drug addiction. Like, of course, do your best to get help. But I'm not blind to the fact that I don't know what her life has been. All I know is her public persona. And she's been very open she's to the fact been, that she's, she's struggled yeah. with addiction. So I'm not going to let that affect my opinion of someone who's now gone. Why spend all this time obsessing over the mistakes of the yeah. deceased? It's much more important to me that her legacy live on in a positive way. And that that is not me giving her a pass. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I hope she did everything in her power to get help. And I'm going to make the assumption that she did. Because what her kids and her family have now come out and said is, everybody knew she struggled with this. This isn't news. Yeah. So I don't want to get into it. I don't want you guys to think that we're taking such a sad piece of news and using it for content on a silly little YouTube show, but just know that if you need help, do your best to get it. I have a family member that struggled with drug addiction, and it is not easy. <laughs> it is not. not easy. So if you're quick to jump to a judgment and an assumption about Carrie Fisher, real quickly, take 15 seconds out of your day and go, huh, am I perfect? Because you're probably not, because I know I'm not. We've all got secrets yeah. and we all, you know, so just, I don't know, just have a little bit of compassion. Yeah. And try to understand. It's okay if you don't understand, but yeah. at least try. And you can be upset that it now makes it feel like 
a loss that's taken from us as opposed to a sad it 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 is if it, it is self-inflicted so there is sort of this like how could you do this to us but Carrie didn't owe us anything nope. she owes us nothing so our love to the family that now has this little piece in the public eye but I personally think that they're you know Billy's got a great head on her shoulders and if Carrie was her mom I have nothing but faith that she's going to be able to get through any sort of public sure. issue like that yeah. so uh, we will cheers and toast to the Fisher family, and we still love you. All right. Now on to the biggest piece of Star Wars news in a very, very, very long time. Um, so on Wednesday afternoon, uh, the Hollywood Reporter broke the news that Chris Miller and Phil Lord, the directors of the upcoming Han Solo film, have departed the Han Solo film with only three weeks left in production and a possible eight to nine weeks, right? Or five to six weeks. Five to six weeks Five of to reshoots. six weeks of reshoots. Um, and that basically their style of directing, um, their improvisational style... Um, well, a lot's come out. A lot's waterfalled. And by the time we post this... A lot more has come a out. A lot more will have come out. So if we're not up to date, please know we tape this on Thursdays and post on Sundays. So let's start the beginning. I'm going to throw out how I think we should best approach this. Okay. Which is, like, a we're two kids and our parents just got divorced. Both parents are great. We're very happy with our little family. But it, I'm, I'm, I feel like this is the stepdad that we got cool with and accepted, and now they're breaking up. No, no. I'm going to disagree with you because nobody wanted a Han Solo movie until Han Solo they movie. were announced as being directed. That's not some stepdad you're cool with. Yeah. That's with the, we trust you, we trust yeah. you with this character. And real quick, if for some reason you're not up on this, Chris Miller, Phil Lord... Directed the Lego movie, 21 and 22 Jump Street. Produced Last Man, Last on, Man Earth. on Earth. They did Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Really funny, inventive, creative guys. In my humble opinion, with the exception of Edgar Wright, the best directors working in comedy. Yeah. So this is a big loss. It's very easy to go, oh, well, you know, the movie must have just been too silly. I'm not buying that. Well, first of all, what, to add on to your point, Nobody gave a crap about this. Nobody wanted this Han Solo movie, and nobody got excited about it until Lord and Miller yes. were announced as directors. And once that happened, everybody freaked out because here are two guys that have a track record of four films, I think, yeah. for intellectual properties that, quite frankly, nobody had any faith in. Yeah, that, and so when they came out, terrible. and they were blockbusters... And not only did kids love them, adults loved them, and they were obnoxious and weird, but they all had heart, and they were super inventive and super creative. So that's why we all got super stoked when they were announced. And that's what I mean by it feels like two parents you love yeah. splitting up. Because obviously there's the Lucasfilm and Disney side of things. Yeah. And I feel like as we're recording this, we're very much in the swinging into... The pro Disney camp. I'm going to burp now that we're drinking whiskey. I'm sorry. But I think now we've sort of, we're now in the pendulum swing. We're like in a weird stage of grief. We're like, when it first came out, everybody was like, 
oh no, what's going to happen with Han Solo? And then the first day it was like, F Kathleen Kennedy, Kathleen, Ke which is ridiculous. Absurd. She's crushing it. And then we swung in because now I think Disney's PR has really gotten a hold of it. And now it's like, there's a lot of news coming out about that the movie was like, this absurd, weird Wacky comedy. Movie. I'm like, I'm not buying that. You, you don't get to where you're at the level that Chris Lord and Phil, uh, Philip Lord and Chris Miller are, not understanding genre and knowing how to make good films. So, I'm gonna th let, let's just talk about some some ways that I think that this could have possibly gone down. Is that cool? Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I'm conflicted on it myself. Cool. So I've had. A, I've kind of been, I've been worked up, but I've been kind of silent in terms of voicing my, my real, because I love Philip Lord and Chris Miller, and it's really hard for me to not just take their side. But I want to look at the facts. Okay. Okay? I want to pull away from all speculation. All so the rumor. Any rumor. All I care about is what I know. Here's what I know. We have now lost directors three and four for three total anthology films. Yeah. And I'm saying what we know, which is we know Josh Trank was supposed to do a Boba Fett. Something happened with Trank, specifically on Fantastic Four. It was not well received. It was not a good movie. They pull Boba Fett. Gareth Edwards comes in to do Rogue One. There's some tone issues. They, they bring decide, in Tony Gilroy. They bring in Tony Gilroy, but Gareth Edwards plays ball, so he gets to hang around, and it's like, this, I think it's almost the identical situation. The only difference is Lord and Miller are not willing to play ball. Well, and to be fair, I think Gareth Edwards is a great director, but Gareth Edwards had no clout not going, like, going in, not like Lord and Miller going no. into to Rogue One. And so when they brought in Tony Gilroy to take over sort of the reshoots and whatever happened there, you know, Gareth Edwards was like, look, this is a Star Wars movie. This is a fantastic opportunity. I'm proud of what we've done so far. But I think Gareth Edwards also had an understanding that this is, I don't own this sandbox and I don't own all these toys. And I've done the best I can do. But these guys have been working on this stuff way longer than I have. Yeah. And not only am I an employee, but I'm a fan first. And I want to do what's right for this movie as a fan and I respect their decision making, and I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna sit on the sidelines, but I'm gonna direct that Darth Vader scene, and we're gonna make a good movie together in a collaborative process, and I'm not gonna get too upset about it. But with Phil and Chris Miller, in my opinion, going back to their track record, making this, you know, four successful movies out of IPs that nobody wanted, they're kind of the toast of the town right now and can do no wrong, and they weren't about to just sit on the sidelines like Gareth. And on one end, I'm kind of going, good on you guys. Like, you guys stood up for your, you know, the creativity. But on the same time, I go, bad on you guys because okay, you can't, hold but, on, you can't tell me that you came into this. We are making so many assumptions, though, about may, what happened. Maybe, but I, I'm going, if we're going to talk about the possibility of it being the same thing as Gareth Edwards, in my opinion... Those guys went, no, 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 no. I'm not sitting on the sidelines, but I get upset with the fact that they also knew coming in, this they didn't own the sandbox, 
they didn't own the toys, and they just witnessed what happened with Gareth Edwards. So to me, there's a both sides. Both sides are at fault here. But I'm gonna throw. I think you see. I see right now that felt like a total pendulum swing defending Disney. That felt so. They should have known the sandbox, and they should respect the sandbox. And I agree with you, but there are three months left in production. We both work in this business. Mm -hmm. How often do you see footage as you're working on a movie? What do they call it? Dailies. Dailies. Yeah. They, they literally are cutting on so, set. So they're seeing this movie unfold. Now, there's a lot of, again, I want to avoid making assumptions here. Here's, I'm just going off what I know. That they had plenty of time. Plenty of time to try and make adjustments tonally. Oh, absolutely. Creatively. Now it's possible that it was like, oh, one little thing here, then one little thing here, then by the time we got to this big little thing here, we saw this huge issue. So I I think the movie's going to be fine. Yeah. But what I'm what I'm not loving right now is this sort of like I'm getting a tone from the general Star Wars community which is just like those guys don't know shit. They make shitty comedy. Uh, that's that, I which is disagree like, with that more. Which is like baffling to me. Yeah. We were they were the only reason we wanted a Han Solo mm -hmm. movie, and now that they've been fired, suddenly it's like, well, they must have been doing something wrong. And all I know are the facts. This is directors three and four. So I think we have a case where. Disney is wanting to get these movies off on the right foot, specifically the standalone films, because when the saga films end, all we have are these standalone films. So if they don't nail these for the next, if they if they don't Iron Man this and Captain America this and even hell Thor this, we don't get the Avengers, which is those saga films, right? So I just feel something's happening there. For better or for worse, because in Kathleen we trust. Absolutely. Maybe something's not being articulated at the beginning. And I think what's probably being said is, and this is an assumption, we we want you for what you do, and you're going to bring what you do, and welcome to Star Wars. Uh, you know, of course, I'm sure they say, but remember, there are rules and guidelines, and this is important. And I think they kind of make the assumption that the directors know that. And then when the directors come in, and do their own thing, suddenly it's like, that's not what we wanted. We hired you to paint the house red. It's like, well, no, we said we were gonna paint it this shade of red, and now you're saying, no, we don't like that shade of red. Uh-oh, we need to recorrect it. And they're, they're going, but this is the red we like. We're the directors, so I just, I'm just saying as fans, I think what's best for us to do is to understand that we do not know the real story. Because Disney's PR machine is much stronger than Lord and Miller's PR machine. And everything that Entertainment Weekly is putting out there is coming from Disney, not Lord and Miller. And Lord and Miller have been very silent through this whole thing. All they said was, hey, creative differences. And then all this stuff's been rolling out about. I, I read a uh, Star Wars news and it had something that the movie was like Ace Ventura. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's no fucking way that movie was like Ace Ventura. Those guys would have gotten fired the moment they handed in the script. And I'm sorry. Well, I'm Kasdan gonna, did the script. I'm going to break NDA. I coached a friend on Han Solo. I'm not going to say who. I've read the script, guys. It ain't like Ace Ventura. So 
I mean, I haven't read the script. I've read the sides that people audition with. It's not like Ace Ventura. So I'm just, assuming that they're using that same. But why would you audition with something completely tonally different no, than I, what the movie's going to be? I'm right there with you. So whatever I was reading was not Ace Ventura, no. and it was, dude. That's that's a bunch of nonsense. Yeah, that's yeah. a bunch of nonsense, and I'm not trying to call Star Wars Newsnet out, but Mm-mm. that's not at all. That's a we, bunch of malarkey. We're not. Yeah, I, I just think what probably happened was is some disgruntled grip or somebody was like, oh, it sounds like Ace Ventura, and that got telephoned Maybe. down the wire. I don't think Star Wars News that made that no, reference yeah, yeah, up. Yeah. I think it's been telephoned down to them. But I'm not... There's no way guys that made Lego Movie and 21 Drum Street, when they grab Han Solo, go, you know what we should do? Alrighty then! I'm Let's not, like, make Naked Gun with Han <laughs> yeah. Solo. Like that, It's not yeah. going to be a gag film. Um, just real quick, I'm not fully in the Disney camp. Yeah. I... I, that's why I said early on in the conversation, I'm just super conflicted because it's like if I parents. put on my creative hat, I go, good for you guys. Good for you standing your ground and going, no, 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 this yeah. is the movie we want to make. But on the other hand, I put my armchair studio exec hat on and I go, Star Wars is so much bigger than anything. And it's got to be treated carefully with, yeah. handled and treated it with such a, a delicate glove that I kind of also understand if they, if it, whatever the creative difference was, if it was not lining up and they gave them that much time yeah. to do so. And again, I go, you, you were like, why did they wait so long? I mean, they probably were trying, they probably had the best intentions and I don't think it's, I don't think it's too far off to possibly assume that Kathleen and Lucasfilm Wanted to avoid what happened with all the bad press regarding the Rogue One research. For sure. So. And I'm going to throw this out there, too, because I think I said this when we first talked about this. Because the first report was there was uh, attitude issues in set culture. I think yeah. the word was the culture on the set. Yeah. And I instantly pegged it as this, and I think I might be onto something. And this is an assumption. But I think Lord and Miller come from a comedy background mm-hmm. of... Who gives a fuck, right? We're having fun. I think they are artists. They're and young. They're young. And th- look, what looks like them not caring is actually them internalizing and almost having a bit of comedy bravado, yeah. which, is, which is weird because when it comes from like nerdy dudes who do comedy, it can come off as being a little like, pretentious or above it or punk rock and f*** you about it. And I don't think that's what it is. words, man. Patricia's watching. Patty. Patty, I said f***. I said f***, Patty. Stop. Stop. Earmuffs, mom. Earmuffs. I'm going to text your mom just Oh, no. Stop. No more. (laughs) All right. So let's not... Okay. So let's move forward. Let's move... So today, on Thursday, because we tape on Thursdays, it was announced Ron Howard is taking over to... Let me see if I can finish do this. building the mountain and then climb the mountain. <laughs> Let me see if I can do this without the mic clipping. Ah, <laughs> oh, gee, Aunt May. Aunt May. Aunt May, right? It is Aunt May, right? Yeah, it's Aunt May. Oh, it's Aunt B. Aunt B. I was like, that sounded Aunt weird. Aunt May, Spider Man. Come on, oh, dude. Dear. You didn't watch the pickle story? 
Do you know that episode of Andy Griffith? That's the greatest that where they she makes all the bad oh, pickles. Oh, Andy. They they make all the bad pickles, and so they have to eat all the pickles, and then they replace them with store-bought pickles, and she goes, Oh my god, my pickles are so good. She keeps making pickles. And I love that it's called a pickle story because they're in a pickle. I love 1950s television. <laughs> I hope that Han Solo is basically a pickle story, but they're just making blue milk. Yeah. Uh, I think that's safe. And I don't, I, you know what? We haven't had enough time. I don't want to get, like, let's, we'll check back in. Yeah. Why don't you guys tell us what you think of Ron Howard being brought in? But I'm excited about it because I think he is a calming presence on the set and a safe choice. I think it's a safe choice. Um, real quick, just to let you guys know, uh, earlier this evening, Ron Howard tweeted out, I am beyond grateful to add my voice to the Star Wars universe after being a fan since 525.77. He also said, I hope to honor the great work already done, and I hope I help to deliver on the promise of a Han Solo film. With that said, Ron Howard's a legend. Ron yeah. Howard is a legend, and he's whatever had, anybody he's says... He's had some bumps his, over the last two last, or three last years. Last several years, he has not had a lot of great hits, but look, the dude's a legend. Yeah. He, 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 he was in American Graffiti with Han Solo um, back yeah. before Star Wars. Uh, I think this. I think that with three weeks left in physical production... He's the perfect choice. And I think with five to six weeks of reshoots... They could. They didn't have time to bring in a guy, another Phil Lord, Chris Miller, Colin Trevorrow. They and, they couldn't bring in another young guy. They and I don't think those guys would. No, I don't think those guys would want to no. take the risk. Whereas this works for Ron Howard because he's had well, some. It's a win-win. It's a win-win. He gets to come in and save it and sort of show, hey, I'm still the amazing Ron Howard. Absolutely. But also, I'm going to respect. Like the tweet that sticks with me is when he says. I recognize that there's some amazing stuff that's already in the can, and I'm going to work with it. And yeah. that's why Ron Howard is the right choice. Absolutely. And I think that he's the guy that can come in under the tight deadline, under the tight schedule, and work within the, that Star Wars Lucasfilm system. Awesome. So, Ron, I'm looking forward to it. Kudos to you. Yes, I guess that you means know? after in Ryan we trust, we're just taking yeah. out two letters and replacing it with an O to hashtag... In Ron, Ron we, we trust. trust. And the sticker's actually going to look pretty similar. Yeah. It's just going to be a little more receded. Oh, no, he'll wear a hat. <laughs> you know, he'll wear a, a little, little hat. dad hat. Yeah. A little dad hat that says image. <laughs> or imagine. Imagine, imagine. yeah. Imagine. I, always, I always think it's image. It's imagine with a little... I, we're not going to get it, but it would be amazing if you got a little blue milk at the very end of it. <laughs> that would All be right. awesome. I guess that brings us to... Reviews! So this week, we decided we're going to review these awesome lightsabers that you guys have been seeing sitting in front of us for the last couple of weeks. These guys are awesome. They're made by this company called Saber Bay. And Alex has a pretty cool story about how we scored these for our set. Why don't yeah. you tell him? So I met this guy, Justin, in line. I was in line for 14 hours for the last Jedi trailer. And probably on hour, like, six, he starts kind of twiddling around with a... Luke Saber from Return of the Jedi. And I was like, that one looks way better than my shitty, <laughs> like, Hasbro one that I have at home. And I was like, hey, man, cool Saber. And he goes, yeah, man, I sort of source the parts. I make some parts. I build them. It's kind of like a, a thing I do, a company called Saber Bay. And I was like, oh, that's cool. He goes, yeah, I'm based out of the Bay Area. And that's when I went, oh, I'm from the Bay Area. And we ended up really hitting it off. And I told him we were going to be doing the show. And 
Justin was so awesome, and he sent us these sabers for the set. So give Justin some love. Follow him, Saber Bay, the whole thing. But let's get down into these bad boys, because I know you guys care about the sabers. So first thing we're going to look at here is this ROTJ Luke Saber. Now, this thing is oh so Oh, so minty, right? Oh, man. It that looks is... so good. This wasn't my favorite lightsaber. It was Empire Strikes Back, but now holding a proper Luke saber, oh my gosh, this is the best. So this is actually a hero hilt manufactured by KR Sabers, and inside there's a soundboard, and it's a Crystal Focus 8 Plectar Labs soundboard. Now, I know to us that we're like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. I am speak English. <laughs> don't don't look at me. That's just what Justin told me to say on the show. <laughs> so those are all the little inside little joints, but Justin assembled this and gave it to us and oof. Ooh, it's pretty. Yeah. That's Steve. Can I, can yeah, I? well, why don't you tell me what your favorite part is as you grab it? This is super lame. Oh man. And got the weight. Like yeah. it like yeah. it feels legit. I wish you guys could like hold it because it's so legit. So it's super random. This is where Alex would be like, oh, that's such a Steve thing. Did you guys notice with my thing about the Royal Guard figure and the way it looks underneath its cloak? Um, you have that, as you call it, the shitty Hasbro yeah. one. And this piece right here, this, this brass piece on that one is just as wide as the neck here. And it just, it bothers me so badly. I understand from an engineering point of view, why it needed to be that way, because the, the, the yeah. saber hilt is, mm -hmm. you know, through there, and it's this wide, but seeing this thing, and it's just, it's perfection, man. Yeah. Thank you so much, Justin. These are yeah. awesome. So the cool thing about this saber, and as well as the Graflex we're going to talk about next, is it has tons of sounds in it. Uh, it'll be tough for us to really get them with our lavalier mic setup, but I can tell you it probably has about eight or nine different sound effects, some movie sound effects. It has a classic hero sound. But my favorite thing is it actually plays the trailers, like the audio from the trailers, and the blade will flicker. These all have attachable blades, LED, they're super bright, and we'll attach some of that so you guys can see it. But, ooh, man, this thing is sweet. All right, so Justin, please, he's gonna be watching this. Bear with me if I don't nail this perfectly, okay? So, this Graflex is a little special. Now, some of no, you guys... Well, real quick, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. If you want to explain to some of the people at home, you keep saying Graflex. Graflex. You want to explain what Graflex is for those at home that don't know Why are you what throwing it is? me... I you mean, want I, me to tell... You want me to no, see? I know what it okay. is. It's a Graflex flash. Okay. So, like the old days when they used to take the, the photos, the old days in the big bulbs that would flash and they were <laughs> one use, yeah. that's what this lightsaber really is. Yes. It's, it's just that piece. Now... This Graflex is not an actual Graflex flash handle. This is a Graflex hilt from Roman's Props, when the and the soundboard on this one is a Crystal Focus 8 as well. Now, there are a ton of variations in this saber. That's why when you were like, you want to tell them about the saber? I was like, I'm going to protect you. Okay. Because you are going to get ripped apart in those comments okay. if you don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. So, for example, this varies from saber to saber. In A New Hope, it's like a little piece of glass bubble. This varies from saber to saber. The side that this is on varies from saber to saber. The bottom of this one doesn't say graphics. You see where he's headed, guys? Yeah. <laughs> so, you, I, I saved you. You see what I've been like, do you know it's a flash? <laughs> you guys are like, oh, Jesus Christ, with this guy. So this is my favorite part about this saber. Are we ready? Oh, no. So you just kind of pop this up. 
Justin, sorry if I butcher this for you. Uh, we can, I'll even bring this like right here so you guys can get a good kind of close shot of it. But see, I'm already, I'm already kind of mucking it up. That's okay. Let me see. I feel like I'm on the home shopping network right now. I mean, there we go. All right. Ooh. There we go. Pretty. We pop that bad boy open. Ooh. And now inside you can hold that oh. little guy. We have a crystal focus. This might be a little loud on the mics. Whoa. You can see. So if I hold this up here, you guys can get a good look at that. You can see it's got some LED features and an exposed crystal chamber. Now we talked a little bit about Kyber crystals. For my real sweaty nerds, they know about those. But maybe some of our more casual fans, a lightsaber is powered by this little Kyber crystal like they talked about in Rogue One. And this is sort of a fan's interpretation. He 3D printed this and painted it, so he's, but he'll make these out of like brass and steel and make them look really nice. We sort of have the the Black Series Rebels punk rock version. But man, this thing is stunningly beautiful. Man, The guy, Justin at Saber Bay, man, he absolutely, absolutely killed it. And we're so grateful that he was willing to donate these to our set. Uh, we'll throw his info in the show notes so you guys can check out his stuff. If you're in the market for a legit, legit lightsaber, like a Return of the Jedi or a Graflex, he is the guy to talk to. Man. I, I'm annoyed that I leave these on the set. I want to bring them home. That's how much I love them. But it's like a little thing to look forward to. Like I get to see yeah. the real lightsabers. So these are two massive thumbs up from us. And again, huge thanks to the guy. I keep saying the guys at Saber Bay, but it's really one awesome dude, Justin, who just crushes it. He's based out of Oakland, soon to be based out of Portland, man. Thank you so much, and we really appreciate it. Thanks, Justin. All right. So I guess that takes us to our interview this week with Alex Rubens. What's up, guys? Our interview this week is the great Alex Rubens of Key and Peel Community and Rick and Morty fame. Thank you so much for being here, buddy. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, Rubens and I go way back. He is a massive Star Wars fan. So I like Star Wars. I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell us a little bit about wh uh, what your first sort of experiences were with Star Wars. Was it in the theater? Was it action figures? Or I, mean, I, was, I was watching your podcast and I was thinking about it uh, and realizing that like I... It, it's I don't have a first memory. It's like always was Star Wars. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I know I, I don't remember first ever first watching it. I just remember watching it for the fourth time. You know, <laughs> because we just watched it all the time. I remember I I remember when um, my 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 dad took me to go see uh, Return of the Jedi in theaters. Um, that's how old I am. And um, and uh, and then I also remember he got like some friend of his got him like a bootleg VHS of Ooh. Return of the Jedi, and it was all like it was all. I don't know what the, it wasn't like the aspect quarter. ratio yeah, was yeah, like yeah, squished. Yeah, it was all squished. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, but uh, yeah, but but I, I I was born in 1978, so uh, I just sort of grew up in mm -hmm. Star Wars. It was like it was my my. It's so, almost like my religion. A friend, my friend. Uh, it's more interesting if I name drop, but it makes me look more like a dick. Yeah, you, but you, I'm you do whatever makes you feel comfortable. But I feel like the, I'm in the interest of not making myself look good, yeah. but of telling a more interesting story. Yeah, my friend Gillian Jacobs. 
Oh, from community. Oh, I'm sorry. You no, I didn't try. <laughs> I, I, I threw it in your face. But she was asking, she was like, why the fuck do you... I don't, I don't know if she said fuck. I just said fuck. But she was basically like, why... Like, in this story, she, she curses yeah, like a sailor. Yeah, she curses. Like, no, but she was like, "Explain. can you explain to me why you're so crazy about Star Wars? Because I am. I mean, it's actually... It, it passes a level of... Obsession. Uh, yeah. I, well. Yeah. I mean, and she. She. She was asking why, and I was saying it, it's. It's almost like they're not. They're not movies. Like it's not mm. just a movie. You know, my my excitement about these movies, it goes beyond like oh a movie I'm excited to see. Yeah. You know, it's something else. It's I mean, ritualistic it, at this point. It's like. He, no matter what, it, it's Star Wars. It's coming. Yeah, but yeah. even like aside from ritual, it's just like the joy in it. Like mm. it, it I, I was trying to explain it to her, and I said it's like imagine if like a portal opened, and you could. St- go through it and be five years old again, like yeah. in your happiest memory, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, to me, ideally, the experience of a new Star Wars movie is the experience of like re-accessing that like, you know, childhood joy. For sure. So, um, and that's why I, I was talking to a, fr- a friend of mine uh, who works, uh, just another reference to, a friend of mine who works on Brooklyn Nine-Nine was saying <laughs> that in the, in the room they were talking about, before The Force Awakens, they were saying like, how much would someone have to pay you to not, ever see The Force Awakens. And my friend doesn't care about Star Wars, yeah. and he was like, a uh, dope sweater? Um, but my, but my, which I can't relate <laughs> to. Yeah, I cannot dope, relate to that. Dope sweater? My no sweat. honest answer, I thought about this a lot. Oh. I like actually, I'm obsessive, so I really thought about it. My honest answer was $1 billion. Um, because to never see it. Yeah, no, I, I, that would stress me out. I mean, I'm not even trying to be weird. Yeah. I, when Force Awakens was on its way, yeah. To, I was having panic attacks oh. that I could die yeah. before I see yeah, this no, movie. Legitimately. Uh, yeah. I was yeah. like, wait a minute, what if I just don't wake up tomorrow yeah. and I won't even know that I didn't get to see But I think we see... have to accept that this is a form of mental illness, right? I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. that I, well, I mean, not, I mean, I'm half joking. I mean, who knows? We are sort of the first generation yeah. that. Well, you know what? We'll it's passion. I think I believe are. that passion for things mm-hmm. is good. Absolutely. You know, for I sure. Mean, I wouldn't uh, harm another person out of my love for Star Wars. True. But I might harm myself. Yeah. I, I, sh- I should probably be committed because I'm a danger to myself, but not uh, to others. Yeah, your wife and my girlfriend probably have many text threads yeah. that are like, our Alex's won't stop talking yeah. about well, Star Wars. I joined you guys for one of the many times you saw Star oh, yeah, Wars. Because you saw it, what, eight times? No, well, The Force Awake. Oh, in theaters? Uh, in the first weekend or... In its theatrical run. In its theatrical run, I saw it 13 times in theaters. And you saw it. I think I'm... I'm 16? I, no, not that much. Yeah. Maybe 14? That's what Gillian was asking 15? me about. And she was like, I, that's insane. And I was honestly like, yes, it is. Like, I, don't, I can't argue that that... Well, also, I mean, crazier still. I think I, I think I figured out that I saw it like five times in the first like 27 hours that you could see it. I saw it twice on <laughs> we Thursday saw it, yeah, night twice. and three times on Friday. And that was... Force Awakens was important to you, though. Yes. Like, you and I have had a lot of conversations about how Yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big uh, Force Awakens uh, uh, lover. So, so say Steve and I are your average Star Wars fan. Yeah. And we're going to come at you with Force Awakens is just a rehash of A New Hope. Right. What would be your initial response? Well, I'm going to try... I mean, I, I don't want to get all argumentative. Yes. My shortest answer is, no, it isn't. <laughs> No, it isn't. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I yeah. it isn't. I mean, I agree with you for sure. <laughs> but, but they blow up the Death Star. Yeah, but again. They all, but then Return of the Jedi, they did too. Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, again, a third but my time? feeling about that. Here's my feeling about that. I don't agree this with is that. My, by the way. Yeah, this is my justification. 
The only thing that bumps me, I mean, all sequels are, I mean, they're much worse, you know, repetitions than other sequels. Sequels, in a, in a way, from a business perspective, a sequel is an excuse to remake a movie while pretending you're not just releasing it again, mm -hmm. you know, from the sure. business angle, um, uh, which I don't care about. I mean, if, you know, screw the business angle. The only thing that bumps me is, am I bumped out of the reality of the movie? Am I like, that doesn't, that's unrealistic. Would, in like 50 years, two people hide things in droids? Yes. Um, in the family lineage of Luke Skywalker and Anakin Skywalker, is there probably going to be some more problems with like how you handle your incredible like cosmic power? Mm. Yes. Um, and honestly, like if people think it's ridiculous that they'd build another Death Star, it's like, yeah, because after World War One and World War Two, we stopped building planes and bombs, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, like it's not like you know, yeah. I, I mean, it, it's it's it, not a stretch. The to way think. that reality works in yeah. real life, in this reality, someone would think of a new Death Star. They wouldn't be mm -hmm. like, mm, like what's a brand new thing to excite the fans because it's a cool yes. new idea. <laughs> they would follow up on existing technology. But I don't want to you know get into arguing that. I mean, honestly, my. The most, the most uh, 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 contentious, is that the word? Um, uh, part of my Force Awakens love, the one thing anybody ever said to me that made me acknowledge, like, okay, well, this is the, this is the um, exhaust portal in the Death Star of my love for yes. the... Yeah. Somebody was like, would you love this movie so much if you hadn't had problems with the prequels? Mm. And if I'm being 100% honest, um, a lot of my experience of The Force Awakens was like, Wow, a this is a relief. New, yeah, a relief, but also like just like in the context of the prequels. But that said, that's like saying like <laughs> that, that you can't you can't praise that surfer. He's just riding a wave, and it's like, well, yeah, like I mean, that's mm. what surfers do. I think my the summary of my love for the Force Awakens. At first, I was just like so blown away and like practically orgasmic that I was like, it's my favorite movie. Um, uh, now, especially after we 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 saw um, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, and the Force Awakens mm -hmm. on a row at okay. the Star Wars uh, yeah, thing. That's right, yeah. And, and uh, after that, I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, in that context, like, my feeling about The Force Awakens really boils down to, I mean, one, I really love the movie. I think it's really fun and great um, and interesting. And I like the directions that they're going in it. But finally, like, if you asked me, like, here, if, you, if you gave a homework assignment, mm -hmm. <laughs> make a new Star Wars movie, a sequel, and have it be a great Star Wars movie, have it make the fans happy, have it be accessible and just like a great movie in itself, um, exciting, advanced things, like be true to the spirit of the original, but also like yeah. come up with new stuff. I'm like, I feel like that's, you couldn't do better. You know, I mean, I, I just give J.J. Abrams uh, and Lawrence Kasdan and all the rest, like yeah, I, just like an A plus. Like I'm like, I, as that, I just think it's like a knock it out of the park. You, you touched on going and seeing uh, Empire Return yeah. and Force Awakens all in that same order yeah. in one night, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Having maybe put Force Awakens aside for a little bit, yeah, and going back and revisiting Empire and Jedi, yeah. and then flowing into yeah. Force Awakens, did it? Was there anything new you found in Return in Jedi or Empire? No, I mean there there almost couldn't be because I've seen yeah. all. I mean now Force Awakens. Part of the reason I watched, by the way, part of the reason I watched the Force Awakens so many times is because I wanted. I'm like I don't know a Star Wars movie unless I've seen it. Like, yes, right. That's the great like, thing <laughs> I think about the Force Awakens. Yeah. That I think it has most in common with the original the trilogy. original trilogy right. is its rewatchability yeah, factor. Yes, and to me that's important in a exactly. movie for it to be rewatchable. Um, well, I also think uh, one thing Force Awakens has banking for it that the prequels don't is the 
when the prequels were coming out, it was, this is it. Yeah. Enjoy these three episodes right. of Star Wars, and it's all you're going to get. And, yeah. Lu- and, you know, Lucas is notoriously stubborn. Right. And he's, I'm going to give you exactly what I want to give and you. And by the way, you know that the, the place that I, I, I don't, like, I mean, we all have opinions about the prequels in one direction or another. Um, uh, there are things about them that I love and things about them that I really don't like. Um, the one thing that I am angry at George Lucas about, because mm. he can do whatever he wants, is not the remastered versions, but the fact that he doesn't want anybody to see the original versions. To me, that's mm. a crime. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm happy with him doing whatever he wants. I mean, now he's done, I guess. But... He, of course, he can do whatever he wants with his movies. Of course, like, I mean, it's silly to say, like, well, you can't change whether you know who shot first, mm-hmm. whatever. But the idea that the movies that people saw in 1977 and 1981 are now they, locked they, away. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, and from what I understand, like, if you try to do a screening of an of a print of the original movies, Lucasfilm will stop you. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true anymore. I hope it's not. But to me, that's like that 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 crosses a line. That's not just his right to do what he wants with his movie. That's that's interfering with uh, with the with, fans' right to well, watch it's like, something. It's a historical document. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know? Do you honestly believe it's a creative reason that he doesn't want people to see it? I, I don't I don't know, and I don't even want to speculate. Yeah. I mean, I, I I the impression I get is that he, for reasons that I can understand, is pretty annoyed at some of the response that he's gotten and I think and I can understand being like these are my movies don't yeah, you they're tell not me. yours yeah. yeah yeah I just think I mean like honestly if he if he uh, released a version if they released a version of the original movies that was called the bad version that only idiots like and it cost <laughs> like two hundred dollars a movie to watch it okay I'd like or, three copies. Or, yeah. I'll have three copies <laughs> no. of the bad versions of the Or, or like. if he if he has a museum where yeah. you can go see them. And you pay you have to pay fifty dollars yeah. for a museum. If he's like, ticket. okay, I understand people want this is a historical document, but you need to buy tickets to this museum to see them. Um, okay. The thing that really makes me like that I would argue with him about <laughs> yeah. is like like I grew up on these movies. Let me see the like in Return of the Jedi. I found it so painful to watch. I, I've avoided the remastered versions. I have illegally downloaded. Not yeah, I got them as a gift. Um, the 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 like remat the re yeah. the demastered versions. A friend of mine gave me that that uh, thirty five millimeter thing, print that they found of the original Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But the, there there are things like I mean the Yub Nub song at the end of Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Like I miss that song. Yub Nub. Uh, well, no, great. I don't miss it because I don't watch the new version. I watch the old version. Yeah. Um, but then also there's weird stuff like you know in Jabba's palace when they're they're, they're in the droid basement where they're torturing droids. You know, and he yeah. goes, he's like like no no no. It goes into the song yeah. like my. My childhood memory is like mm-hmm. I, it, it. The the John Williams score is integrated into the sound of the movie. Yeah, like I, f- it, I find that the special edition music video to be painful. Yeah, okay. I mean, but I, but then again, yeah. I, I also came in here being like I don't want to shit on anything. And here I am, like I mean, I, <laughs> we're I, anyway, not. Point is, my leave it in the comments. All we've done is shit on everything. It makes yeah. me wonder because you now the Library of Congress puts like yeah, their best yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. What version? Is in the right. library. I wonder. Congress. I wonder. And I don't know because I don't know when they do that. And to be clear, I, I want to reiterate. I think he has the right to do whatever he wants for with sure. special editions, and you have the right to prefer the special editions. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to make a claim. I mean, I don't. I think that they're worse, but that's my my opinion. The thing that I feel like crosses a line is like just like let people have that. Sure. Make it difficult even, yeah. but let people have access to it. Like. I don't illegally download shit. <laughs> so I want to talk to you a little bit more about Force Awakens because yeah, I, I find your opinion of Force Awakens. I 
you wrote an article on Medium, sort of oh, yeah, not, yeah. not well, necessarily that, <laughs> defending Force Awakens. That was that was like defiant and argumentative. Well, I'm not. I'm trying not to. There was this strange. So. Of course, the internet's going to do. The internet's going to be the internet, yeah. and it was everybody likes Force Awakens. So one person's going to write an article. Here's why Force Awakens isn't good. Right. And then everyone's going to start sharing that as if it is now the right. definitive opposition to well, Force people's Awakens. People's opinions about... I got, I got into a conversation about this with some people in the writer's room for the new Tracy Morgan show. And, um, and, uh, Is that coming up? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's coming out in September. Right? <laughs> but, um, uh, 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 and, and, I, and I was trying to articulate a point about the movie and, and, and it, got, it got misconstrued as me saying, like, well, because it made a lot of movie, money, that makes it good. Makes it good. Mm-hmm. What I do think is true is that like, people loved that movie. Yeah. Like, sometimes, the, like, it's, it, there's this weird thing where it's, like, it's treated as if it's this besieged movie that everybody... Like, it almost seems like, the, like mostly when you Google it, people are complaining about that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, people obviously loved that movie. Yeah. Like people you, saw it repeatedly. Billions people of dollars. Saw it, like, I mean, and, yeah. and so fast too. When we talk about the records that it made, oh it God. made it made them like incredibly fast too. Yeah. And it's because like people really enjoyed that movie, and especially at first. Anytime I talked to anybody who had anything negative to say about the movie, they'd always be like, "Well, of course it's really fun, and I loved watching it." But and but, I'm like, "Okay, yeah. well, <laughs> let's stop there." You know, yeah. I mean, uh, again, not to say that criticism. I mean, I think when I wrote that piece, I was basically like. If you don't like this movie, you're an idiot. And I, and I don't. I do not stand by that. Um, uh, but I do. Uh, I, I do tend to be a little bit like, and, and this is how people feel about the prequels too. By the way, to be a little bit like, why, why shit on it? Like, I mean, you know, it's like yeah. it's 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 fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, so my my ex- I love it, um, but I I'm trying in general as a person to be less combative and at war with the world. Let's, so. let's, uh, I don't think you're combative. No, I don't think Thank you're combative. You. Well, right so now, I mean, this is me. This is years don't of therapy. Don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> this is years of therapy. Yeah, maybe if without all that therapy, you'd write so many yeah, medium articles about We would be fighting well, each other by now. I guess we've talked about that you yeah. love it so much. I love and it that, so much. And, and when, what is the one thing that you just love, love the that most? It did, that it did? Um, well, this is also a controversial thing, apparently. Uh, but I, I love Kylo Ren. I mean, I, I think that Kylo Ren is an advance in the storytelling of Star Wars and in the characters of Star Wars and in the morality of Star Wars and in the mythology mm. of Star Wars in a way that I find very exciting, like, yeah. uh, as, a, as a fan and as a viewer, but also as, a, as someone who writes myself, you know. Um, just uh, the, the idea, the way that he is a bad guy, I think, takes the entire sort of good-bad thing of Star Wars yeah. and, take, and, and in a way that's true to it takes it a step forward. So yeah. um, I think that, I, I think people often talk about Star Wars like it's like part of what makes it what it is is it's so black and white and good and evil. And yet, like, the central thing that happens in the original trilogy is someone evil s- turning out to still have good within him yeah. and coming back into the light. Um, and the central threat, in a way, you could say, is the good guy, the like innocent farm boy, um, potentially getting sucked into, you know, when, that's, that's the one thing about when you, not, that's the one problem with rewatching is you can lose track of like what you know and don't know. But yeah. I feel like when you're watching Return of the Jedi, that climactic scene, we know how it ends, but if you're watching it for the first time, it's kind of like, I mean, you know he's not gonna turn to the dark side, but, but, he's right but that's the threat. He's on the the threat, the, the Emperor's like, Oh, you've, un- you've underestimated me, just as Yoda said, don't underestimate him, mm-hmm. uh, and he did. Yeah, one of, my, one of the things that, there are two things that I really love about Kylo Ren. I love that they... Oh, yeah, I lost the thread yeah, of Kylo no, Ren. No, 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 that's okay. No, 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 throne room. we're right there, but you started talking about Kylo Ren, and I started making me yeah. think about the things that I love about Kylo Ren, and there are two things. The first one is, 
How are you going to make a villain better than Darth Vader? Yeah. It's next to impossible to yeah. do. Well, it's you a different kind. Yeah, it's, it's a, a different, different kind. kind. Of but you take that personality trait and you just give it right to him. <laughs> right, right. You're, you're right. worried you're never going to be as good as <laughs> right. Darth Vader. From and, a, yeah, yeah, from a creative standpoint, I love that about it. That yeah. like when that challenge, that that's a great way to address the challenge. <laughs> but I also love what I love about it is that like Dar this is this is the thing about Kylo Ren. Like he is. Um, yeah, he's in someone's shadow, right? Yeah. And he is in the, the inheritor of the Skywalker name and the Vader name. And he's raised by people who, like, if you grew up and then, I think according to the canon at this point, it's like he only found out, like, as a, as a as, he wasn't, he didn't grow up knowing that Vader was his grandfather. I think according mm -hmm. to the Bloodline book, uh, yes. I think the idea is that, that, that she hadn't told her son mm -hmm. and then it, it got to him that way. Corrupts him when yeah, he finds um, out. But, so he feels extra betrayed. But, like, he gets sent away, you know, like, he, he, his relationship with his family, he's like, he's a teenage boy. But, like, if you knew, if you're, like, basically the, the royalty, you know, yeah. and you knew, like, okay, there's this whole mythology, like there was the evil grandfather who turned to good and we're the good guys and blah, 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 blah. Darth Vader's really cool, right? I mean, like if you knew that your grandfather was Darth Vader, yeah. like literally, like, if, like, like just that, like your grandfather's Darth Vader, part of you, like some part of you is going to be like, wow, oh, it's like sort of a bummer that I'm, that, that I'm not getting to meet Darth Vader, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, you know, it's like there, there's an appeal to, and, and the claim that the dark side people make, but, and, and this, this is the thing that's most exciting to me, and this gets into some of the balance stuff, too, yeah. but, like, the Force has a dark side and the light side. It's not like there's the Force and then there's this evil counterforce. Mm -hmm. The dark side is part of the Force, and the Emperor is like, you're using the Force wrong. Like, the Force clearly wants you to shoot lightning out of your fingers, you know what I mean? It let, it's not like the Force isn't like, ah, oh, like the Force isn't like, please don't use me this way, you it's know? Like, yeah, there, um, are two ways to, there are two ways to approach the philosophy. Right. Give in to your emotions, your anger, and you can access it right. from a more powerful way. Or it's this sort of zen, no, you want to be completely empty and you want the Force to encompass and, you. And part of what I love about, and I think this is built into the entire saga leading up to this too, by the way, so I don't think this is like a course change, but part of what I love about it is that um, is the way that it that it it takes the black and white morality of it and and makes it a little bit more complex. I feel like, or or it makes your relationship to it be what matters. It's the yeah. choice you make. You know, when Darth like you can almost read Darth Vader as being like possessed by an evil force. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like there's a way in which it seems like he's like possessed by a demon and then he like casts the demon out or something. But what happens is he decides, you know what? No, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do this anymore. I'm gonna help my son. He 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 chooses love, you know? And um and 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 part of what's cool about Kylo Ren is he's he's actively with great it's hard. Like he's actively trying to pursue the dark side. <laughs> yeah. Fighting love. Yeah. He's 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 yeah. afraid of being seduced by the light side. Yeah. And and to me that's such a cool step. And also we, we disagree about this, but I, I, I think that if it turns out that like in episode 10, uh, he's the hero, Kylo Ren. Hmm. Um, I, I know that would annoy you. It would but annoy what, me. But what I like about it is Darth Vader becomes good and then dies, right? Yes. But it's like, well, what if he didn't die? You know, like, the, the, the character of someone who, I remember after The Force Awakens came out, there were a lot of, like, think pieces about, like, can Kylo Ren be redeemed? And it's like, like sort of no. Yeah. So starting from that, starting from this, he killed Han Solo, like, the most yeah, popular yeah. Star Not Wars character. With me. He yeah. killed his father. Yeah. He killed... What the most popular character? Yeah. Um, that is unforgivable. If he turn, if he turns back, if he realizes I fucked up, um, now I'm gonna tr devote my life to trying to make up for it. Can he? What does that look like? 
you know, to me, that's a cool hero. The hero who has a past who can't redeem himself. Yeah, exactly. We haven't seen that type of hero in Star Wars. It's always been somebody who knows nothing about themselves and has a choice. Right. You go on one way or the other. Right. And one thing we know about the dark side, they say in, uh, is it, is it, uh, is it, is Yoda, I think, he says, once you start down the path of the dark, yeah. you, it'll forever will it dominate your destiny. And yes. it's set up like, oh, okay, well, you can't come back. But we, the one thing we know is that that's actually not true because Vader comes back. Yeah. So then the question is like, well, what, yeah, what, maybe, maybe it isn't that black and white. You know, maybe, maybe you can, you can do horrible things and then... Yeah. You know, so uh, to me, that's fascinating. Another thing that I love about Kylo Ren is he feels like a modern villain that fits in with today's culture. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I love about Vader, right, is he sort of in the em- the Empire and A New Hope and Empire, they almost represent like a superpower. Mm-hmm. That's what America was afraid of. That's what we were afraid of culturally are these giant rigid armies that are going to yeah. take away your right to be who you want to be yeah. and they're going to do it with force. Yeah. And Vader is this like powerful figure imposing like nothing but strength. And and unaffected. Yeah. He's unaffectedly yeah. terrified. He's like yeah. I I choke. I have no Whereas yeah. Kylo, what makes Kylo scary to me is the fact that he's so he's like a hose yeah. that's been turned on. You don't know what he's gonna know. do next. Half of what people don't like about him is what I like about him. Yeah. Like, he's like such a poser. Yeah. Like that's, he's like he's so like he's such a like he's so full of shit. Yeah. But it's like a better Anakin. Not to yeah. cra- I'm not crapping on that's the prequels. Like, I'm not I'm not. But in watching Adam Brody and watching Kylo Driver. It's, sorry, Adam, 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 Adam Brody, Brody yeah, sorry, yeah. Adam Driver. Yeah. Um The O C that would be crazy, California. I can see it though. But what you're saying is, when I, I remember watching, I was like, "Oh, that's what Anakin was supposed yeah. to be." Yes, and again, like. I don't want to. Like, I'm not trying to go back. I don't want to shit. I mean, like to yeah. me, to me. Um, I mean, I, I, by the way, like, I, was I talking to you about this? When I, I, I have you know some of that anti prequel feeling that I think would make some of your viewers mad at me. <laughs> um, but in the interest of like real even handedness, when I'm yeah. like, if I'm being really, if I'm like, what do I? There are things in in that in the prequels that I love, and some yeah. of them I think are the things that some of the prequel fans don't like. But yeah. but I mean like honestly like. If you show me an image of uh, Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker in Revenge of the Sith, I'm like, yeah, I accept that that's Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay with that. Absolutely. Like, um, of the prequel changes, I mean, of the of the remaster changes, um, uh, or special editions or whatever you call them, yeah. um, uh, putting Hayden Christensen as a Force ghost, I don't like it, but that's not, like, top of my list, like, corrections that bother me, because w- I'm like, okay, that's Anakin Skywalker. I understand, you understand it. Yeah. And I that think makes this, that makes yeah. sense. When that most likely happens in the new trilogy, when Luke... Yeah, when he shows a vision up. of his yeah, father, yeah, as rumor I'm going to be 100% okay yeah, with I'm okay being with Christian. I'm, okay I'm going to be okay with Ewan McGregor. I'm yeah. going to be okay with... I'm okay with that. Even, honestly, CG Yoda. I would be bummed yeah. if it's not a puppet, but hey, it, it, <laughs> unfortunately, that's the yeah. that's what we have. Yeah. Where do you think Ray fits in? Oh, well, with, Alex we and I bet. actually have a bet. Okay. Uh, uh, we just made a bet recently. I'm not a betting man. By the way, I, I think you made a b- terrible mistake with this. I know. No <laughs> way. I'm gonna, you're going to take me to such a I great I am not dinner. a betting man. I, here, are, here are the bets I've made. In 2003, I was like, I think Apple stock is going to go up. And my dad was like, you are mistaken. My dad, who knows nothing about stocks, was like, it's always a mistake to follow a hunch about a stock. And I was like, okay. And then, like, since then, if you look at, like, the stock price since Apple 2003, mistakes, it's like, I was like, well, okay. So, but that's, like, the only time I ever had a hunch about a stock. And then I won, I, I won fifteen hundred dollars. My friends, when Trump won, oh, I, I was like, I think Trump's gonna win. Um, uh, I'm not. Uh, well, we don't want to get to get into politics here, but 
as we know, most people thought he wasn't going to win. Yeah. I thought he was, and I, I made some money off of it, which I donated to the proper charities. But um, our bet, our bet is <laughs> that if Ray is the daughter of Han and Leia, I give you two to one odds on two our bet. Right? So <laughs> we bet a hundred. I, I give you a hundred dollars if Ray is Luke's daughter. You, no, you give me a hundred dollars if she's oh, anyone she's but Han and Leia's anyone daughter. Anyone but Han and Leia's daughter. <laughs> yeah. I personally, wait a minute. Oh no, this is a horrible. Bet. Oh no. Um, oh no, okay. buddy. Oh um, no. No, no. I'm. I'm. But I, buy more pins. <laughs> buy more pins. I'm gonna be broke. But I'm like. I'm like. I, no way. I mean, if she, look, if she's if she's if she's Han and Leia's daughter, then like I eat my hat. Not literally, but I do give you money. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh. But I'm like, no way. No way. Okay. I'm gonna I make my my two second pitch on that. Yeah. There's so many cool dynamics that can come from that. You've yeah. got the way Luke needs to turn his father, she yeah. now has to turn her brother. Mm -hmm. I know it works with cousin, yeah. but brother to me is a little more connected yeah. than cousin. Yeah. You have the tragedy of her watching her father die right. and not realizing she was watching her yeah. father die. Yeah. Uh, it makes the moment between her and Leia at Force Awakens, now all of a sudden, right. like, oh, I can see why Leia... But these are all reasons why it would be cool, not reasons why it seems like it's true. That's true. But I'm just saying, if it works out, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be happy. Here's my. It, here's what, what I, I think. I think, I actually think, my, if I had to bet on who I think she is, I think she's Luke's daughter. I think that, like, the fact... Because that seemed like what it was, and then we're like, well, it couldn't be that simple. I mean, if I had to bet, I'd be like, I bet she's Luke's daughter. Um, so the other things that I think are likely, I don't know in what... You know, are that she's um, a re like like you know immaculate conception, right? Well, That's I, the I one loose say, thread it, from the prequels. Well, I was gonna say, I think that there's a good possibility they're gonna use this character to fully explain yeah. the whole midichlorian thing. Yeah, in, in, I, the I, one I thing that they, that's completely loose end, and it shows up shows up in the Phantom Menace, and then a little bit in the Revenge of the Sith yeah. is like, wait, Anakin Skywalker was created by the force or maybe created by Darth Plagueis or by Palpatine it's you know what I mean it's like, it's I, like that's, this... and that's where I think Snoke comes in oh okay it's and I think that that's why Luke and them got them and have to protect right. her so and hide her I, and... I would be not at all surprised if it turned out that she like Anakin Skywalker is some sort of like force creation I don't know if I love that but I'm I'm fine with it I feel like that very possible but there's something about that to me that now tampers with the idea that they're the Skywalker saga unless we shift it to Ben and all right. of a sudden now well, you're that's going, well, why I th that's why I like the idea of Ben Ben being the no, but then I've the, made a terrible mistake <laughs> it's almost like ben. the hero's journey in reverse going from yeah. the bad guy to yeah, the good guy yeah, yeah. as opposed to well, Luke, also like you know? it's a, what a great like backstory for a new story this for guy sure. who's like the villain of an entire trilogy is now the hero of an each but whatever that's um, awesome but the other thing is uh, the other thing I think she could be and I, I think this is unlikely, but I, I would think it's likelier than Han and Leia, mm -hmm. is that she's like somehow like a Palpatine descendant. Because I oh. do like the idea that, oh, you know why she was there? Because mm -hmm. Luke fucking hit her away because he's like, okay, she's really dangerous. And Luke's not going to kill a, ch a baby, yeah. mm -hmm. but he might be like, uh, uh, <laughs> like yeah. store her away. Um, I don't think that's what it is, but I could see her be, like, I like the idea that the good guy in this trilogy, I spat on you. That's I'm okay. sorry. I'm sweating the all good, over It doesn't matter. Fine. It's a drop in the ocean. Guys, uh, we're in a hot cubicle <laughs> in chat. Very, very hot. Yeah, I'm starting works. to sweat. <laughs> um, uh, the, the idea that the good guy is a descendant of Palpatine and the bad guy is a descendant of Luke could be kind of cool. Yes. <laughs> um, and no way he thinks that she's related to Kenobi. I don't think so. I mean, I, to, I, 
I don't think I would. I wouldn't. I don't think so. And I, and I think I'd actually be a little disappointed by that. I mean, whatever. I'll take whatever they give me. Well, as a storyteller. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just don't see the relevance of it, really. But as a storyteller and wrapping your brain around, you know what? it's probably the reason that I that I don't. It's because I'm not a prequels guy. Obi Wan is much more the star of the prequels than he is of the original trilogy. Mm. He's a mentor. So to me, I'm like, what? Who cares about Obi Wan's kid? But if if you put more of your love into the prequels then I can see why it's like oh yeah let's pick that back up let's have him be like that that lineage be part of the saga I, I can see that okay yeah. so we know the bet if she's anything other than Han and Leia's daughter yeah we'll have you back on the show and you can tell everyone how amazing the dinner I took you to was and the, I'll just, we can just do that right now we yeah. can just say in no. advance <laughs> that no, you're no. going to take me to no, a, no, no. Uh, and Ryan Johnson yeah. I trust I feel yeah. him I yeah. feel him Cool. So at the end of an interview, we like to do a quick little a Pivo Star Wars questionnaire. What's now, Pivo? Pivo questionnaire was uh, it was a, a Pivo was a I believe a French. Uh, Oh, a well, creative, a creative. <laughs> the actor's yeah, studio. Yeah, over it. it yeah, basically, <laughs> no. at the end of the Inside the Actor's yeah. Studio, they would okay. ask the Pivo questionnaire, okay. which has been, they've been asking it for hundreds of years in French right, theater, uh, okay. like 10 questions that really get to the heart of a creative. Okay. So I like to ask 10 questions that get to the heart of a Star Wars great, fan. Great, great, great. So, some, of them, uh, some of them you probably already know. We probably yeah. already know, so, so we'll <laughs> yeah, rapid let's fire. Do it. Let's, do it. Cool. let's do it. So actually, I don't know. We'll be surprised. What is your favorite Star Wars movie? I have a bad time answering favorites. I always get to... Let's say this. I think there's a difference between your favorite and the best. Okay, what's the sure. best? I think the best is Empire Strikes Back. Okay. And favorite? Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> no, no. I, I, I mean, I have, I have, as discussed, a love for The Force Awakens that yes. almost makes me want to say it's my favorite. Empire Strikes Back is my favorite. And, oh, and I have a special love for Return of the Jedi, which gets shot on a lot, partly, I think, because I saw it when I was five in the theater. Yeah. Um, but as a friend of mine, my friend Wynn just recently said, it's like, Return of the Jedi is dessert. You know, that's what it is. Yeah. You see it as dessert. It helps us also maybe relate to the younger generation that grew up with the prequels. Sure. Sure, but I, I I'm it's a defender. A I'm a defender of Return of the Jedi. It's a little glimpse into the future. The the special editions are a real glimpse into the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but the original, I'm a defender. I'm a yeah. defender of it. It has All some right. of the best stuff in the whole trilogy. I agree. Luke, okay. Luke, I Emperor, agree. and Vader. Question what? number two. Yeah. What is your least favorite Star Wars film? Uh, yeah, well, it's, I've, I've seen your previous uh, episode, so I know that this is going to be controversial. But without any question, The Phantom Menace. Mm. Really? No question. No competition. Over Attack of the Clones. Definitely. Really? Attack of the Clones uh, is deeply flawed, but I think has a lot of fun stuff and good stuff in it. I find Phantom Menace to be practically unwatchable. Yeah. Okay, we won't we won't dig too oh, deep yeah, in yeah, that's yeah. the next one. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as the camera turns off, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna <laughs> Alright, uh, what turns you on about Star Wars? What's the thing that gets you? The sarlacc, because it's like a toothy anus. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it gets me really. You excited. just want to get into that. Oh, wait, you don't mean sexually. No, no, you no, mean no. oh, 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 like metaphorically oh, or yeah. <laughs> no? Um, uh, it's the it's the joy. I mean, I feel like Star Wars. It's almost like uh, it's almost like the Beatles or something. It's just like pure entertain. Like it's high entertainment. It's just like that. Jo I mean, from as I was saying before, the connection to my childhood and whatnot. But I mean, sure. but I think relevantly to that, it's not just some random movie. It's a. Uh, it's it, it it Lucas captured he he hit something he hit a uh, an, uh, a sweet spot of like fantastic storytelling and entertainment it's joy it's joy yeah all right all right what turns you off about star wars um 
the remastered edition. The remastered <laughs> it, it turns me off that there's all this controversy about it. I hate that there's like divisions in the fandom. Like I mean, yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 like honestly, like just let let people watch the original versions. Let them have. Let them sequester themselves with the original versions. Like let me sequester myself with the original versions, and then enjoy your special. But but that's what bothers me. I'm What's like, the most you're willing to pay for like the original versions? Perfect quality, not stolen, legally 4K. Obtained, obtained 4K. Well, I'm like fucking rich now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I would. I mean, I'd. No, no, I, I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Realistic. I would pay a lot. I would you pay would, a lot for That's it. not part of Even, the. By the, the way, well, you know what? Here's the thing. I have them yeah. in <laughs> HD, and I would still pay a lot of money for them, like, as, as out a of respect of to the like, honor. Yeah, I want I want to pay for what I've been watching. You know, I want I would pay, I would I mean I would definitely pay like at least $100 per movie. Oh yeah. Oh, sure. I meant like you wouldn't like put your house up. No. no. Although I would as like I said, you'd have to pay me a billion dollars not to see the Force Awakens. I'm not sure if the last Jedi might not, might not be a billion. It might be more like 500 million. Oh, for me, I, I would it would be harder for yeah, me to not see Last Jedi. Like, yeah. Yeah, you might be right. I double down. I haven't Force thought Awakens about that. Yeah, right. a billion, favorite, a billion. My price is a billion. If anybody wants to pay me a billion dollars, I will not go see the Last uh, Jedi. Favorite line in Star Wars? Uta uh, solo. <laughs> no, I, I think my my favorite line in Star Wars is probably "He's uh, 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 more machine now than man, twisted and evil." That is a great line. Oh my gosh! Just, I just uh, I got a little. In my head, that's so good. good. He's more machine now than man. Twisted <laughs> and evil. Oh man, that, that is really good. That and, is and he's really wrong. Good. And ben, uh, um, ben Kenobi's wrong about that. What uh, what Star Wars character do you love? Um, well, Kylo Ren. Yes. But uh, Han, Han Solo. I mean, Han Solo is my again best fa- favorite. Like, I mean, uh, Han, the the Solo line to me is very cool. That's another thing about Kylo Ren that's so cool. Yeah. He's he's very much uh, Han Solo's son. All right. Besides and, the obvious one from Phantom Menace, what yeah. character do you hate? Um, uh, maybe Cad Bane. I don't. Know, I haven't seen. <laughs> a, I haven't seen. I haven't seen any. I, I just am like aware of this character, and he's like, wearing like a fucking cowboy hat or something yes. with like six shooters. Yes. Like what? Like that's that seems like an error. It's uh, <laughs> like that character snuck in from a different movie. Yeah. No, look, maybe if I, I again, I maybe I watch the right Clone Wars episode and I'll be like, oh shit, Cat Bane's awesome. Cool. Yeah. But I don't know. <laughs> and I agree about that '50s diner. Oh my god. Dexter Jetster is the worst five minutes ever put into Star Wars. <laughs> Hashtag anti Dexter Jetster. <laughs> uh, okay, if you could have any job in the Star Wars universe, which one would it be? I mean, I, I I think I'd be bummed out if I were in the Star Wars universe and I wasn't a Jedi. Like, I mean, I feel like I got I want to be able to move stuff that's in my mind. That's a short end of this thing, like, yeah. Like, you know. What color would your lightsaber be? Oh, I don't know. Oh, uh, that's a good... We're going to add we're that. We're going to add that. Yeah. I'm going to probably green. Yeah. Green? I'm be green. I might go green. All right. Jedi green? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, I'm a good guy. I'm a nice guy. Let's see here. What profession would you not like to do in the Star Wars universe? Uh... Jedi librarian, <laughs> Jedi librarian lady. Yeah, so lame. Also, too, the like. She's so like mean too. She's yeah. Like, also, and I'm not quite sure if she's a Jedi. I don't. Oh yeah, good question. I wonder if like I, I kind of like, just assumed she was just like an employee. Yeah, because I feel but maybe like, she's a Jedi. Could you imagine if you had Force abilities? You had gone through all that trouble of becoming a Jedi, and then they sit you down and they go, "Hey, you're gonna organize these hollow messages," and she would be like, "Are yeah. you?" fucking serious yeah, like yeah. all this I don't get to have yeah. one cool yeah. she's like I will not be organizing the. Ho-. and they're like it doesn't work doesn't that's work. why you're gonna be the librarian you can't even do that I'm just picturing like one hammerhead guy I'm like a like no it's not gonna work on <laughs> yeah. me get the no. word no. Uh, okay so if you 
We're on the bridge in Cloud City. Darth Vader yeah, yeah. had just cut off your hand. Oof. You're hanging from the thing. Yeah, yeah. He can't say, I am your father. He's going to say, Alex, what is the sentence he says to you after Alex? Does he say, so is the idea that you're, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm me. I'm you're Alex. Luke. You're Alex. You just had this battle. Right. He's cut off your hand. And he, he says, says, does he say, oh, we will never told you what happened to your father? Or is he... I mean, for, for the sake of this, no. Okay. Because your writer brain is going to want to make this fit. You guys just had a big battle about yeah. whatever. What's he going to say to you? Live from New York, it's Saturday night! <laughs> awesome, guys. That was part one of the Alex Rubin interview. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for checking out the show, and if you liked what you saw, remember to hit subscribe. And if you're listening to us over on iTunes, please give us a five-star review. If you guys want to support the show, you can check out our merchandise shop. Every order that we sell goes right back into helping us make this show. And remember, tell your friends.